Welcome. This is the Lady Leadership Podcast. Sam's goal is clear, helping as many women as she can meet their full potential in business and in life. Hi, this is Sam McIntyre and in this season of the Lady Leadership Podcast, I'm going to be talking to you about how to get the most out of your career, whether you have your own business, whether you work in corporate or whether you're just starting out, maybe you're finishing uni. So thanks for joining me and I look forward to sharing all my tips and hints on how to fast track your career. Hey everyone and welcome to the podcast this week. Super excited to be here. So this week I'm talking about, I actually did a webinar on this topic and if you wanted to have a look at that, you could actually pop over to YouTube and have a look at my channel there, which is Lady Leadership. And this this is about planning your way to career confidence So and how I kind of went through the steps I went through to grow my career and to create momentum in my career. And then I talk a little bit about how I actually practically did that as well. So yeah. Um, And also look, if you haven't checked out my website, um, jump across there. So www.lady-leadership.com and there you can find my top 10 tips for your career. So this is a really good list. If you're feeling a bit stuck in your career and you kind of don't, you need some ideas on how you might actually move forward, then this is a really good start, a really good list of um, things that I've used in my career to move my career forward. And then from there, if you're even more interested and you um, you could actually consider joining my career lab, which is a six-week course. It's going to be kicking off um, at the end of August. And it's basically um, a six-week deep dive into all things to do with your career. So we go through what you're, where you're at, um, what do you think is kind of holding you back, what are some of the things in your head that maybe are being you're not sort of moving forward and then we'll work through week by week um, creating goals, creating action plans and then putting some of those things into practice. So I'm going to help ask you to kind of step out of your comfort zone a little bit and you know work with me and I'll be there guiding you and having your back and helping you move your career and hopefully shifting your career you know a step forward. So check out the website about that career lab. So yeah have a listen to planning your way to career confidence I hope you enjoy it and um, if you've got any questions by all means contact me and um, love to hear from you. Have Hope you're having a great week. Cheers. I'm going to do a talk on planning your way to career confidence and I created this talk to help primarily women get more confident in their careers and my confidence and my career confidence is something that I've struggled with throughout my career and it's something that I've seen other women struggle with as well. So I'll just start by introducing myself. My name's Sam McIntyre and I've worked in the C-suite and in IT for the last, well I've worked in IT for the last 30 years and I've worked in the C-suite for the last 10 years and today I'm going to talk about my career or my path and my values and what's important to me and I'm going to discuss building my career and businesses step by step and then creating momentum 
bigger dreams and who you need around you. And that is like supporters and networks. So I mentioned that I've been working in the C-suite for some major organisations for the last 10 or so years. And I headed up IT for the liquor and fuel divisions of Woolworths. I ran $65 million worth of capital projects for Woolies across all their brand stores. I was CIO at Simplot, which is a food manufacturer and they make McDonald's fries. And I was also CIO at L'Oreal and the Suzanne Group, which consists of Suzanne Sports Girl and Suzanne Gray. I also ran warehouse solutions for Tesco International Business and I lived in the UK for eight years, plus a stint in India and I also worked in Europe, the US and Asia and I've started a few of my own businesses, um, one being Beauty Finder, which is a beauty marketplace and now Lady Leadership. Now, I would say that I grew up as someone that was very quiet and shy and didn't speak that much and I liked to read books in my room and also ride horses and um, also dance. And I look, I grew up with a, um, a brother that was considered to be pretty great at everything. And I was labeled a struggler really by my parents. And, um, you know, I had a group of cousins that were also pretty good at staff, school captain, sports captain, you get the drill, but um, things have obviously turned out okay. But that was sort of how I grew up. I was also cross-eyed as a two-year-old and had to wear glasses for many years. And as well, I had a lisp. So I wasn't really setting the world on fire growing up. And I really wasn't that confident at all. And I really doubted myself. So you have a lot of people saying, um, look, I haven't changed that much throughout my life. I have changed quite a lot. And so... I started out my career journey. I have to say I never really had big ambitions for a big career and I had serious doubts about my capability. I didn't know anyone in IT at all. It was just a job and that really has evolved as my confidence has grown. I started, um, I really simply wanted to get into a uni course and I did and I just scraped through and I didn't do so well in that first year in uni. And at the end of that, I really just wanted a job and those really were my aspirations in regards to work. Surprisingly though, I was rather independent and I've been working since I was about 12, first packing t-shirts for my dad's side hustle. Pretty awesome when he arrived home on a Friday night with 500 t-shirts that needed to be packed for the next day. And then look, I worked casually and part-time at Target and a few pubs and restaurants. I was good at working, I could do work and I was really good at getting stuff done. And I really, you know, grew up with a strong work ethic. Um, we weren't allowed to uh, call in sick for work. We always had to show up, etc. And so um, when work was attached, the quiet, shy kid was able to push out of their comfort zone and find comfort in the doing. And so look, I ended up being registered supervisor at Target on the weekends. And when I finished uni, my mum had said to me, maybe you can get a job in the offices at Target doing something with the computers. And I did, and it was on the help desk. And I loved working at Target and the team there. And as I figured out that role and delivered, I then started to look at the next opportunity. I worked with some wonderful supportive women who were interested in me and being successful and helped me. And look, it seemed pretty simple. Do my current role to the best of my ability, ask for feedback, and then what is the next opportunity? And look, I still do this even today. I wasn't as fussy originally where I worked. 
Um, I wanted to work for leaders now that are interested in helping other people reach their goals. I especially want to work for companies that support women. And I'm really clear on my values and what's important to me. Also now, though, I don't expect any company or business to be the be all and end of my career and my life. And I continuously like to learn outside my day to day job. And I've also created a couple of startup businesses or had some side hustle. And I'm also a wife, a mother of two boys, nine and 12, and I enjoy horse riding. So I've really created my career and businesses step by step. And so I really focus on what do I want to learn in this job or in this organization? And is there a new skill that I wanted to put in practice? So in my last role, I really wanted to grow my career around the digital space. And so I really focused on that and I was brought in to transform the digital ecosystem with the team there. And so we really worked hard on that. And then, um, you know, what does this actually look like for you? So how are you learning? And is there something that you want to get involved in? And if you're working in corporate, is there something that you could try out on the side? If you have your own business, what do you want to learn more about? For example, website development. I then really focus about what do I want to achieve or deliver at this organisation? So why are you working somewhere? What do you want to achieve? Do you have a plan? Are you clear on those things? And are you actually asking for feedback? And if this is your own business, have you written this down for yourself? And do you know what outcomes you're looking for? And then also, I think it's really clear to sort of focus on um, what will I be allowed to achieve at this organisation? So I'm someone that loves change, loves finding a problem and loves fixing it. And what have I, I've learned, and this is by doing, is that sometimes company and people don't really want true change. And so I've learned that you have to make change within the constraints of an organisation. So for me as a leader and a senior leader, you need to run your race at the pace that the collective leaders of an organisation want to make change. And that was really a big learning for me. And, um, you know, look, unfortunately, this made has made me feel held back in a couple of organisations that I've worked. So these days, I'd rather make small change piece by piece. And I find that talking about big transformation often scares too many people. Lots of small change can add up to big change and lots of small goals can add up to big goals. And, you know, we can talk about that later. So who do you want to impact at this organisation as well? Our jobs as leaders of organisation is to help our team members and I mean have a vested interest in their success. I sometimes see this looked over, overlooked by some leaders but it's a good question to ask yourself, who have I helped here and now? And if you're running your own business, who are you helping? Now, I've had nearly a 30-year career and I've had lots of jobs and I've circled sort of back and forth between jobs, a bit like a game of Donkey Kong, two steps up the ladder, a few steps back, more steps up. And I've also taken time out of my career when my children were born, plus when my oldest started primary school. But I have throughout my career relentlessly put my hand up for extra work. And when there's been work on the table, and I'm still doing it today, I just think you fundamentally learn by doing I'm always thinking what is the next job and what's the job after that and then I'm looking at how do I develop the skills I need for that and so if you have your own business how are you going to develop the skills that you need for the next stage of your business and sometimes I've been in organizations that are a bit like Donkey Kong I can keep working on levels one two three and four but I'm not going to get to level five and so if I want to reach that next skill goal I might actually have to go and do it somewhere else. 
Okay, so I just wanted to talk about getting confident by doing and making plans. So I'm going to talk a bit about the practicality of how I get work done. And so whether it's my own business or someone else's, I create a vision, mission and strategy and supporting plans for any business that I work in. And then I'll get a group of people behind it or perhaps myself and make it happen. And then I deliver, test and see what works. And I work the same way for a big business as I do for a small business. And I've been growing my own business recently that I'm that only I'm working on and I've had to be very focused on the plan and keeping myself accountable. I have my overall strategy with monthly plans and then I have to be realistic with what I can achieve in a particular month, especially at the moment with homeschooling and holidays and some extra horse riding. So I've, I have my overarching plans then I do a detailed plan for the month, like a whip, like a work in progress document with the first two weeks the next two weeks and then three months and six months. And then I also focus on the week, what activities are money generating and what are not. And then I run an agile board with the key tasks and I really like the visibility of it and moving those tasks. And then every day I do a to-do list and I normally sort of write this at the end of the day for the next day. So I really recommend sitting down and thinking to yourself about the best way that you work and the process of work. And are you a morning person, an evening person? Because I've had my kids with me for what seems like the last century. And I've really kind of had to get a bit more flexible with what I might get achieved. Also, I'll force myself to try and do the things that I don't want to do. So I will pick up that I'm procrastinating or something and then I'll schedule it in my diary specifically. And if I still can't do it then, then I'll try and analyse why and just decide whether I should do it or not. I also like to write down some goals, some momentum and goals. And this comes from the mission and vision and, you know, the big sort of audacious goal. And then what would be the smallest version of that goal? And could that easily be done? And then how do you actually build on that? And I find doing smaller steps starts to build momentum. And before you know it, you've actually reached that big goal. So I recently started a podcast and it's called Lady Leadership with Sam McIntyre. And if you're listening to this, you already know this. And it started back in January. And um, I, look, I wanted to start a podcast a number of years ago, but just didn't know how or what I wanted to share on it. And I, I really sort of had a few kind of things holding me back from actually pushing forward this, that goal. So first of all, I thought I needed to have a co-host. So I did some mock podcasts with a friend and that didn't really quite seem right. And I wasn't sure that she would be able to make the time for it, nor did I think that she was actually really into it. Then it was that I really didn't have any interviewing skills. So I started to listen to how Mia Friedman interviews people and so I started listening to how other podcasts are and how they're constructed bit of music introduce a host talk about what's been going on introduce interviewee and ask some questions and a bit more music and then I was like how am I going to get interviews with people when they don't know who I am and I was listening to a horse trainer at the time and she will talk about a topic and then she'll interview guests as well and so the thing that I've been most passionate about in my career is helping other women and so I decided on the style and the show that I wanted and I wanted to be focused on helping women in their career and business and a mixture of interviews and me sharing experiences as well. And then I was like, I'm not really sure about my voice. 
remember the girl with the lisp. And I knew that I wanted to have a podcast then. I had to get used to how my voice sounded. So driving to work of a day, back when we actually did that, I would record myself talking about something. I'd listen back and I'd see what I thought and then I'd record again. And so I really just got used to sort of listening to my voice. And then I decided to go on someone else's podcast and record an episode with someone else. And then I Googled how to record and edit a podcast, etc. And I essentially worked through then what was holding me back. So I think sometimes when we write down the big goal and it doesn't happen, then we feel bad about that. So write down the big goals, but then also the smallest version of that. And then the big goal can become possible. So when I look back, my big goal was to start a podcast and the smaller goal was actually be on someone else's. And so this planning and practice gave me confidence to make the bigger goal a reality. And I just did an interview with a lady named Michelle Bowden who specialises in presenting. And I talked to her about practising things in a small way until you feel more comfortable and confident. And, you know, you can figure out what's holding you back and um, how you could make that goal a bit smaller and a bit more achievable. And now look, that podcasting has actually led into a coaching and mentoring business called Lady Leadership. And I'm now running a career lab, which is focused six weeks course to help other women with their careers and to go down into that. So, and look, I just wanted to start a podcast, but now I've gotten this momentum and my new mission is to mentor and coach a hundred thousand women to meet their full potential, both online and offline by 2030. So, and I'm now working how to get comfortable with video, which is what I'm doing here as well. And this is my practice. So lastly, I want to talk to you about your network. And really that's about how do you find your business friends? I've always had women, particularly when I was younger in my life to help and guide me as well as having men as well. So right from when I started out my career, somewhere my bosses, some were my bosses, some were women that I connected with, and they've been great sounding boards and for me. And then I've performed this role for some younger women in my life. And so I think go and find those great one-on-one relationships and actually nurture those. So seek them out. And these days I have a great friend who's a professional woman and she's a legal counselor who also horse rides. And so see if you then also can create a group of like-minded women who you get along with to use more as a group sounding board. So a friend and I created a group that we now call the Amazing Ladies and we get together for quarterly dinners. We have a WhatsApp group where we connect and comment on what's going on in the world and normally when we get together we have a theme that we discuss a challenge or an issue that we are facing so it's a group of about eight women who are all very different but we're women working in business and wanting to progress our careers and so we've you know we've formed into a very sort of a supportive collective group Um, we also share jobs that we find out about we recommend people for roles that we might have on and also market information that we hear about and I've I've worked in a very male dominated field being IT for a long time and so I find it really beneficial to have this group to share work information with so network in the big groups like maybe the one one roof is a great networking group you know perhaps business chicks And then find and create those smaller groups for yourself and then find your one-on-one relationships. And you really have to do that by putting yourself out there, introducing yourself, linking in with people, connecting with people, and then perhaps saying, hey, do you mind if we have a virtual coffee? So you've actually got to go after it and make it a task. So um, now, look, I'm a big believer in you gain confidence by doing. uh, And... 
Um, I think that, um, you know, I think that, that you really do gain confidence by doing and so, and finding your voice and asking for more. And so, um, you have to go and practice that and you have to do that and you have to keep going. So look, I hope you really enjoyed um, a little bit more of an insight into say my career and where I got to where I got to. And, um, yeah, I just hope that you've enjoyed that and I really encourage you to practice and to keep going and, um, Check out my website, www.lady-leadership.com. Um, you can also um, check out, uh, if you're watching this video, check out the podcast. You can also follow me on Instagram, lady.leadership, and you can also follow me on Facebook. So, yeah, thank you very much for listening. Hope you enjoyed that. You know, the focus being on being organised, creating that network around you, going after what you want, building that career bit by bit, could be a bit like Donkey Kong. So, yeah, hope you enjoyed that today and stay well. Cheers.